0: Welcome to Eureka Street Crypto. This is my anti-professional crypto channel. I'm just a barely sane dude who fell down the cryptocurrency rabbit hole. This channel is my fumbling attempt to communicate myself outside my own head about my journey in the crypto space. It is basically my brain dump. None of this is actual financial advice. Good morning, everybody. I'm Eureka John, and you're at Eureka Street Crypto, broadcasting live from Leander, Texas. It is 525 in the morning, April 14th, 2022. It is Thursday, so the weekend's almost here. Actually, this is the last day of the week for me because my work takes off on Good Friday. And um, yeah, and this weekend is Easter weekend, so you have kids, this is an exciting moment for those kids. They love those Easter egg hunts. I know mine do. So um, <clears throat> I like hiding the Easter eggs, too. I, I think it's fun. You know, it's kind of one of those dad duties. I got to go hide the Easter egg. And uh, I, yeah, I always thought it was fun. And um, I thought it was fun, um, you know, finding them as a kid. And I think it's fun hiding them as a dad. Now I got to, you know, I got to hide them really good for my, my older child, um, the six-year-old. And then I got to put some out there in the obvious places for the three-year-old, you know, um, and I got to tell the six-year-old, I'm like, don't railroad over and get all the easy ones. You got to make sure the, you know, Kirby gets the, you know, the, the, all, all the don't, don't, don't get the ones that you can see. That's what I tell her, you know, but you know, of course, you know, she's six and she's excited. She's like, just tearing through there and wants to get all every single egg she sees. You know, so I got to come in and regulate. like the crypto market you know Um, there's a lot of low-hanging fruit out there for a lot of professional investors um but sometimes you just see the more advanced traders just come through and railroading and taking advantage of the situation and stuff like that you know um so you know i guess there is a place for regulators and uh you know to be able to protect you know new people or people who may not have the financial um stability or, you know, know-how to be jumping in the game. So, you know, there's there's a case for both. And there's there's got to strike a good balance. But anyway, yeah, this show is my morning brain dump. Um, and uh, this is just me talking about things that I learn in crypto. And um, I, 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 stu- I study and I research every single day, either by listening to podcasts or reading articles or reading books or whatever, you know, watching videos. Um, or just talking to people on discord, it's all just part of research. And I just, this is my place in the morning and my time in the morning before I go out my day to be able to talk about that and get it out of my system. You know, So I'm not like, you know, your local vegan CrossFit, you know, person, uh, <laughs> just like talking about crypto the first five seconds that, you know, I have a conversation with you. i try to get it out now. All right. The. So, um, anyway, uh, let's see here. Let's go to the old coin gecko and see what we have going on. So, none of this is financial advice, by the way. It's not even educational advice. That's not the point of this show. This is not a step by step or a how to. This is just, you know, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is, man. Uh, okay, so this is episode number 446. Wow, okay, yeah, moving on up. Yep, and uh, so let's see here on coin gecko. Um. We have Bitcoin sitting at four. Well, hold on. Let me just refresh this page because uh, I had it up earlier and you know how prices can change pretty quickly. So it's $41,202.38, um, up 3% in the past 24 hours, down 4.6% in the past seven days. Um, so, yeah, it did get down to 40000 Ethereum got down to 33000 Um now it's at $3102.44. Um, and I did. I bought the dip. I bought the dip, man. I put, you know, I dollar cost average. And what dollar cost averaging means is, you know, you on a regular time schedule, you put the same amount of money in no matter what, whether it's up or down, you know, for instance, say you do, you know, $50 a week, $20 a week, you know, $10 a week, $10 a day, $100 a day, you know, whatever your baller account or non-baller account will let you do. Dollar cost averaging is the practice of just putting in a little something no matter what. The, the market price may be and then over time if it's an asset that is doing well it'll average its way up and uh, dollar cost averages the averager type of um, savers do a lot better than traders and uh, I don't'm not going to be able to show you any statistics for this but I mean it's 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 true you know dollar cost averages for the most part turn out better than people who try to time the market and trade. So, you know, slow and steady wins the race, man. It's the tortoise and the hare, you know, and you know how that outcome is, right? So, um, yeah, I dollar cost average. And sometimes, though, you know, if I notice the market is in a little dippity dip um, like it was, um, I will just kind of up the ante a little bit on my dollar cost averaging. And I did that. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, tether stablecoin dollar third and binance beat 4 for nineteen fifty three USDC you know a little under dollar point nine 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 cents. This is the stablecoin XRP seventy two cents, uh, Solana one hundred and five dollars and fifty one cents um, down six point two over the past seven days. Terra Luna down nineteen point two over the past seven days eighty seven oh six. Cardano ninety six cents. Avalanche eighty thirty eight. Polkadot eighteen sixteen. Um, the Dude. Um in green 14 cents. Um, uh, let's see here. We have a couple of stable coins. The Shebs down in number 15 is uh point zero 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 two six six one two three two eight. All right, whatever. Uh, but it's up nine point three percent in the past seven days. Near protocol. I'm really bullish on the near protocol. They have a lot of stuff coming out, and I'm doing a lot of good stuff. Um they have taken sharding and uh, kind of putting their own twist on it, and uh, they've created these um, domain names for the crypto addresses that make it easy to sign up and easy to send money to and receive money from and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, um, so near protocol is doing a lot of really promising stuff, uh, with their blockchain. So I'm pretty bullish on that. And so is everybody else, it looks like it's up 15.2% over the past seven days and up 10.3% over the past 24 hours. Uh, crypto.com is uh, down 4.2% at 42 cents. It's been sitting right there between 42 and 45 cents for quite a while now. Um, let's see anything else. Kind of just like standing out to me. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Apecoin is up 24.5%. Um, and Monero is up 11.6%. Privacy is always a concern. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about some privacy here. Uh, there is one token that is standing out to me, the bank token. And I, as you know, you may or may not know, I am heavily involved in the bankless DAO. They are they are my home DAO. And um, I'm heavily involved in a lot of the audiovisual guild there. And... Uh, Bank, The bank token has seen a pretty significant price jump um, in the past, like, 24 hours. It's, like, been, like... Uh, hold on. Let me see here. Let me go into my Zerion app right here. Uh, Zerion's pretty cool. I like this app because it takes all your wallets, and you can just plug them in, and it, it tracks them all at one time. Sometimes you'll find weird tokens that you don't know you have. But, yeah, bank token, um, it's, like, risen up, like shoot, dude. Um, a hundred and man, I don't know, like, like 50 something percent or I don't know, but it went from like three cents yesterday to six cents, which is a big jump, man. And so, um, yeah, I don't know why, uh, just stuff like that happens. And, um, uh, I you know I, I save I earn a lot of bank through being in the Bankless DAO. I'm in the Podcast Hatchery, and yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot of really good podcasts coming out of there. There's new the new Making Bank show. There's Bankless Africa. There's Bounty Hunter. Then they have Crypto Sapiens, which is the first podcast to come out of the Podcast Hatchery. Is actually the prototype for it. And then now the Legal Guild will be coming out with a podcast that I've produced as well, called Abinitio. And so you know there's a lot of good stuff coming out of the Bankless DAO. They have the Bankless Academy, if you if you want to go in there and learn about crypto and DeFi. Um, you know, they have the Bankless Newsletters, which give you a bunch of alpha. I mean, there's just, yeah, a lot of good stuff and a lot of good people there in the Bankless DAO. Um, you can go check out their Discord. You can come in and as a guest pass, hit me up if you want me to give you a guest pass. Otherwise, you have to have 35000 bank to uh, become like a full level one, L1 member. Um but uh, you can earn your way to do that. You just you start getting involved in guilds and start doing tasks and bounties, and then you will get banked for it. And then before you know it, you'll have that thirty five thousand. I know several people who've joined that way. Um, so anyway, yeah. So that was the last item um, that's been on a huge spike lately. You know, yesterday, you know, we'll see if it, if, it, if it maintains. Um, but uh, anyway, so. On my research, uh, let's see. Oh, there's another one I wanted to look at, too. The Celsius token. I was curious about this Celsius token. And uh, let's see here. I did a search, and I forgot. Celsius is requiring investors to be accredited. Ah. <laughs> That's kind of bad news to me. And you know why? Um, it's because the whole point of of um, DeFi to me was that it should be made to get around the whole idea of accredited investors, you know? Like, you don't have to rely on your credit score. You don't have to rely on centralized Web2 systems. You know, you don't have to rely on the banks and all their crappity-crap-crap crap that they try to pull their exclusionary, systematic, you know, discrimination and oppression. This is not about skin color or anything like that. This is about um, protocols being put in place. I don't know why this vampire came up. Um, I'm just trying to look up Celsius. All right, hold on. And that that, that is why a lot of crypto has been put into place. And uh, where, why can't I pull up this token? She keeps pulling up this vampire. No, dude. C E L Cell Cell C S. Okay, here we go. Celsius network. That's what I'm trying to look up. I want to look up that price. All right. So yeah, DeFi is in place because it's a protocol, it's code that allows you to use the DAP without any ID. And then, you know, all all you have to have is your collateral. You know, if you have, you know, a bunch of Bitcoin or if you have Ethereum or you have DAI or USDC, you can put it up in Hawk and borrow against it. If you don't want to lose your savings, but you want to borrow against it. In order to do something, then pay it back over time. It allows you the power to do that without having to have a credit score, without having to have an ID. You know, they can't sit there and look at you know your race, your your upbringing, your your parolee status. If that's the case, you know, you, they don't look at any. They don't know who the hell you are. And as a matter of fact, you're not even speaking to a person. You're talking to a protocol. And and the, that's the amazing thing about DeFi is that it has opened up the floor for everything. Well. <clears throat> There are some of these CFI exchanges like BlockFi and Celsius and stuff like that, and I've used Celsius and it's been pretty good. Um, and I, you know, had some Bitcoin in there, and I, you know, um, borrowed like seventy five hundred dollars against that Bitcoin, and I, you know, I put it into some other protocols, and I made some money off those other protocols and paid off that seventy five hundred dollars. I got my car, you know, I I got a forty five hundred dollar down payment on my car. And I did that by borrowing against some chain link I had using Celsius Network, all right? And I put down that $4,500, I worked hard, I saved up that $4,500 back, and I paid back Celsius and I got my chain link back. So I never had to lose my assets, my savings with that you know buy have by by and i was able to buy stuff with it or earn more money with that money and you know the celsius network allowed me to do that but the celsius network is a centralized Exchange. It's a centralized money lending source. So what that means is they hold, they held the keys to my crypto, you know. Um, I did not have access to that. And if something were to have gone wrong with their servers, um, maybe there was a cyber attack, you know, and, and they could suddenly lose everything. And I would have absolutely zero control over that. So now that I started learning about more about this impending cyber attack that's supposed to happen, that they were practicing on, you know, last July for Cyber Polygon, um, and yeah, it just so happens that just before you know the the Rona hit, um, they had a big old practice operation a few months before that on how to you know control a pandemic of the exact type that happened. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just. Yeah, yeah, this is like a, to me it's like a bunch of world economic forum theatrical plays. But I keep hearing more and more in the news about, you know, we have a, a cyber attack looming. What does that mean? I don't know what it means, but maybe it may mean, you know, that our entire 401k's, all centralized bank accounts, everything like that could be zeroed out. And then what a better way, you know, problem, reaction, solution, the Hegelian dialect, um, then, you know, have a cyber attack that zeroes everybody else's accounts out. And then in comes the government, swoops in, and has a central bank digital currency that they could airdrop us. You know, and then say, well, in order to be airdropped, you have to have yourself a VAX passport, you know, and you have to show proof of of that, and you have to have this, that, da, 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 you register, da, 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 da. and the next thing you know, you are a 100% in the system and dependent on the system. You know, you've lost your life savings, and you're dependent on these government UBI airdrops. You know, I don't... Yeah, I know it may sound outlandish and crazy, you know, but, you know, I've sounded crazy before in the past couple of years and a lot of that has stuff has come to come to fruition, you know, and yeah, I'm not like a follower of Alex Jones or anything, you know, I'm just a dude, you know, but uh, I just, yeah, I, I, I can kind of just see some of this stuff and I've, you know, <laughs> a lot of it has happened and so... Yeah, I don't know. That's just my opinion, man. But take it for what you will. But anyway, so back to Celsius Network. Celsius Network, as you can see, is down by two, uh, down to $2.21, 11.1%. That's a pretty big jump. And I'm just now, uh, in the past, you know, I guess 24 to 48 hours here, uh, April 12th, Celsius bans new transfers by U.S. non-accredited investors from earning crypto rewards. Now, they say that those investors who have coins already in the platform will be able to continue to earn those rewards. However, with these tightened regulations, it kind of makes me feel a little sticky. So I'm kind of glad that I pulled all my money out of Celsius. And then like, what do you know? The next week, this happens, you know. I started getting the heebie-jeebies about all these impending cyber attack announcements. And then, you know, I was like, ah, I'm going to take my Bitcoin and my Chainlink and my Ethereum out of Celsius, I'm not going to borrow against it anymore. I paid back with the collateral. And, you know, I was earning some pretty good, you know, returns every week. Celsius gives you the payouts every single week, not monthly like BlockFi, you know, or Nexo, every week. And it's kind of cool. You wake up on a Monday morning and it's like good news. You see a notification from Celsius. Wow, well, you earned you know, So, But um, that's going to not happen anymore because I pulled all the money out of Celsius. And then a week later, what do I see? Celsius bans new transfers from non-accredited, from U.S. non-accredited investors earning crypto rewards. So I know that Celsius and Alex Mashinsky, who's the CEO of Celsius, probably did not choose to do this, and was probably strong-armed into doing this. But that is the problem with Web2 and centralization: is you can be strong-armed into this type of stuff, and that's why I love DeFi because true defi can hold true to the ideals of getting around and circumventing the credit system circumventing the regulatory bodies and things like that um, so let's see here cryptocurrency lender celsius is banning new transfers from non-accredited investors on its u.s platform from earning rewards on its program effective friday stating april 15th only accredited u.s investors will be able to add new assets and earn rewards on celsius's earned platform said the company. To be deemed accredited in the U.S., investors must have a minimum annual income of 200000 or a net worth of over $1 million. That's insane. I don't have either of that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm not an accredited investor. Therefore, that excludes me, you know? And it excludes tons of other people in basically almost every single person I know in the crypto space, you know? And, yeah, so... Uh, this is the problem with centralized exchanges. This is why I spend so much time researching this stuff because this is a movement for the people, you know? And, uh, so anyway, the customer, the, the company said all existing us users, whether accredited or non-accredited will continue to earn rewards as long as the coins are in their earn account prior to April 15th. Well, I don't care. That's BS. I'm pulling my money out just because and it just shows now that they are, you know, have like all the tentacles and the eyes of the regulatory bodies on them. And, uh, I don't want to be earning rewards in that type of scenario, honestly. You know, <laughs> like I just kind of, eh, I'll back away from that. Uh, those deemed non-accredited will have their coins held in custody where they won't earn rewards but can continue to swap, borrow, and transfer within those custody accounts. Uh, based on their local jurisdiction. <laughs> as we have previously acknowledged, Celsius has been working closely with regulators around the world. Is it our intention? It is our intention that to be as transparent with our community as possible. Uh, uh, the company said in a blog post Tuesday, they are being transparent. Yeah, just not something i want to do anymore more specifically we have been in ongoing discussions with the united states regulators regarding our earned product as a result there will be changes to the way our earned product will work for users based in the united states of course and then coinbase was going to put out their coinbase lend where you know they could let people you know do the same thing you know, um, stake and earn and earn interest and earn four percent interest. By god, four percent, god forbid, man. You know, but you know, four percent is pennies compared to what you can earn on a lot of DeFi protocols, you know, and it seems hardly worth it. Of course, it's better than like the point one percent that banks will give you, you know. But you know, the feds they were not gonna allow, you know, the Coinbase users to earn four percent on their lend program that they were gonna come out with that is similar to. Celsius. But um yeah, so so Coinbase scrapped that program. You know, so it's just little by little, you know, they just tighten their ratchet a little more. So US users wishing to post coins as collateral against a loan open prior to April 15th will see their assets returned to their accounts when the loan is repaid. Um the company added. The company is currently facing several legal investigations from regulators in various U.S. states on allegations its lending and earned programs might be in violations of security laws. Um, all right, so, yeah, and the Celsius token is down, and so... Yeah, uh, man, it's just yeah, uh, just it's like it's kind of like uh, skateboarding, you know. People put up these little DIY ramps and concrete, you know, places and ditches and stuff like that, and they're really fun while they last, you know. And and some people create some beautiful DIY spots with some concrete artistry and stuff like that, and some construction genius, um, and people skate it and they have fun and they they reap all the benefits from it up until the city. Finds out, you know. And then the city makes you go in and you tear it down, so you don't ever build a lot. A lot of times, these things with the idea of one hundred percent permanence. At least skateboarders don't. So that's kind of in a way I see the way a lot of these protocols are too. You know, the people build them for a while and then they have their good run and they're fun. And I, I, because I just I, I, I described. You know, I I did some good things with Celsius. I bought my car. I also borrowed against my Bitcoin and I earned some money and then I paid that back. Like, you know, like I used it, and then now it's, t- it's run its course for me. You know, that's it. No more Celsius. Um, anyway, that being said, with the, all these regulatory eyes and stuff like that, um, I've been also doing some other studying, and I've been seeing this term CoinJoin thrown around, right? And uh, um, CoinJoin is a privacy feature that's open source. And, you know, if you want to kind of mix around and you don't necessarily want everybody to know, you know, that there's a whole lot of reasons for privacy that are not money laundering and not, you know, criminal activity. You may just want privacy, you know, and then the the, the more you Especially for us unaccredited investors, and the wealthy do not like you know us making money. So a lot of times you have to be able to mix around your money and you know make it confusing. <laughs> so here's CoinJoin. So CoinJoin has been around for a long time. You know, Bitcoiners might just be like, duh, you know. But uh, you know, not everybody knows this stuff in the crypto space, and this is my time to be able to you know talk about a lot of this stuff that I t- find mind. Blowing, you know, and you may not find it mind-blowing, but I do. So, CoinJoin Bitcoin Mixer. All right, so let me just refresh refresh the page. CoinJoin is an open-source way to mix bitcoins. We believe financial privacy is possible and necessary. The CoinJoin system allows anyone to send and receive fresh Bitcoin in return at another address. No logs, no surveillance, just complete privacy. All right, so uh, they do have a little transaction fee, but it's low, no logs, 100% anonymous. So you, you can do it with Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash here. Um, so under no circumstances have CoinJoin or developers any liability to any person, entity, or any lost damage caused by operations on the website. So it's 100% open source. Uh, Let's we'll see how it works here. All right, so, oh, yeah, it takes you to the Investopedia page, which I've already read this entire page. Um, and then I went down a rabbit hole <laughs> of course you know that's what Investopedia does it's what Wikipedia does it sends you on rabbit holes you start reading something then you start clicking on a link that it used as to refer something to and then you just like you know two hours later you're just like alright so what is CoinJoin CoinJoin is an anonymization strategy that protects the privacy of Bitcoin users while they conduct transactions with each other obscuring the sources and destination of Bitcoin used in transaction. CoinJoin requires multiple parties to jointly sign a digital smart contract to mix their coins in a new Bitcoin transaction, where the output of the transaction leaves the participants with the same number of coins, but the addresses have been mixed to make external tracking difficult. This process is also known as coin mixing. So how does CoinJoin work? It was developed to introduce a layer of privacy to otherwise public Bitcoin transaction. The phrase is coined by developer Bitcoin developer Gregory Maxwell in an announcement on the thread... in in an announcement thread on the Bitcoin forum. All right, so cool. So, but Bitcoin's not exactly private. So Bitcoin, you know, back in the early days, you know, back in the whole, you know, Silk Road era and everything like that. Oh, it says Silk Road right here. I forgot. Um, It it, it was... thought of as private but it's not it's actually extremely transparent so though bitcoin in its early days had a reputation for being anonymous and so was used for transaction on darknet sites such as the silk road the cryptocurrency actually provides very little privacy bitcoin addresses do not list users names and addresses but they're easily traceable and someone might be able to associate your ip address with your bitcoin transaction one user has been identified. Uh, once one users once uh, sorry once one user has been identified, researchers can use common digital forensic methods to trace all the contacts in the network. This isn't a bug of Bitcoin. It is the foundation of its trustless system. All in quotes. All transactions are public to prevent user fraud. Right? You know transparency, honesty. You know truth. Is is probably the best thing you can ever have. You know, it's open and, and out there. You know, once something goes into the dark, then that's when the lies start seeping in and the corruption and the crime. Um. So yeah, if you have everything out there all the open, yeah, then 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 you know, if it's a trustless system, then you know it's a good system. And Bitcoin, to me, is a hundred percent trustless and the source of truth and that's what makes it so valuable you know um yeah you know, i don't even see bitcoin and ethereum as the same thing they're apples and oranges you know bitcoin is is a store of value it is a source of truth it is a a reserve asset You know, like, and now uh, the Luna protocol is starting to prove this situation, that Bitcoin is a a fully functioning reserve asset. So other coins have been developed to incorporate user privacy into the code of the coin. There's Monero, Zcash, and Dash are prominent examples. Monero's privacy technology is similar to CoinJoin in that it uses ring signatures to mix the spender's signature with a signature of other users to make tracing addresses nearly impossible and yes there's some ring signature technology in Monero and basically what ring signatures kind of come from is the whole idea um, and I don't quote me on this but you know Chinese villages whenever they would petition against the emperor or something like that they would have all the signatures be in a circle And that way, nobody could pinpoint who the ringleader was, you know, and nobody could see who, you know, so they were a community as a whole and not a top-down petition going against the government. And so nobody could target any one specific person and use them as the scapegoat. You had to go against the entire village or not at all. You know, and so that made it a little more difficult for the authorities to be able to push back and to find their their uh, their patsy, or, you know, the, the per- or their scapegoat or whatever, you know, their fall guy. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's. But the whole idea of ring signatures is you know, to put a bunch of signatures in there and you know to be able to mix them around, and that's the whole idea of coin join too. Um, so yeah um actually the bitcoin taproot upgrade has some kind of research ring signature functionality in there as well. Uh, But I can't really go into detail on that because I don't know. Um, But anyway, CoinJoin is the first-generation privacy measure for Bitcoin. A user that wants to implement CoinJoin into their Bitcoin transaction needs to find another user who wants to mix coins. Together, they initiate a joint transaction. The address that Bitcoin is sent from is referred to as an input. Consider the following transactions made at the same time. Uh, Alice purchases an item from Bob. Charlie purchases an item from Daniel, and Edgar purchases an item from Frank. Without CoinJoin, the public blockchain ledger would record these three separate transactions for each input-output match. With CoinJoin, only one single transaction is recorded. Recorded, the ledger would show that bitcoins were paid from Alice, Charlie, and Edgar uh, to Bob, Daniel, and Frank by masking the deals made by all parties. An observer with Cannot with full certainty, full certainty determine determine who sent bitcoins to whom. Oh Jesus! All right, I want page is unresponsive. All right, so anyway, though the process seems clear in theory, in practice, joining transactions is hard for several reasons. In order for the participants in the joining to remain anonymous, they have to connect over a Tor network, and that's a whole other rabbit hole in itself. They have to know quite a bit about coding, and they have to trust each other. To overcome these hurdles, CoinJoin developers started early to create tools that would make the process automatic for most users. The first attempts at a CoinJoin tool were to incorporate... They were incorporated into wallets. The earliest examples were Dark Wallet, Join Market, and Shared Coins. These platforms aimed to provide an extra level of data for masking users and transactions in Bitcoin. Later efforts include Wasabi Wallet and Whirlpool from Samurai Wallet. There is some controversy, however, as to how trustworthy and secure these wallets are, and how well they anonymize Bitcoin holdings. So I went and, of course, checked out Wasabi Wallet and 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 um, and, and uh, Samurai Wallet. You know, and they they're they all fighting against each other. You know, there's a bunch of internal discord and controversy and all that stuff, and they don't seem to like each other. But here, let's let's take a quick look here. Here's Whirlpool with the Samurai. And uh, so let's look at this Samurai website, Um, a Bitcoin wallet for the streets, a modern Bitcoin wallet hand forged to meet your transactions private, to keep your transactions private and your identity masks and your funds secured. Uh, So there's the wallet on the mobile, Uh, thwart blockchain based surveillance and censorship, circumvent financial surveillance with the most advanced privacy enhancing technologies on the market. Take it anywhere, even offline. Bypass data network restrictions with offline sending. Roll your own Roll your own offline storage. Amen. <laughs> hey man, roll your own um, offline storage wallet with any spare mobile phone. Um, be your own Swiss bank. Fully non-custodial software ensures that you're always in control of your private keys. No me- No email address, no ID checks, and no hassle. Just install and go. go. And no dojo, a high-performance plug-and-play full node. Perfectly tuned to the s- strong... Um, it provides strong privacy with a samurai built in at the core. And I like how they use that big old dragster engine silhouette in the background. Uh, let me pull this out so you can kind of see it. If you're watching, if you're listening on Spotify, you just have the better audio. So, all right. So down here, um, yeah, the dojo fully hosted note full node server that automatically syncs with your samurai wallet. Um, and, uh, Let's see, down here is the Whirlpool. That was, break, break the link of your Bitcoins in their prior history and stop blockchain analysis in their tracks. Whirlpool is an implementation of the Chomian Coin Join. I don't know what that is, but uh, designed to be extremely fast for a mobile-first experience, but available on any platform. All right, and so it's endorsed by Crypto Insider, Wired, TNW, Bitcoinist, Coindesk, Bitcoin Magazine, BitcoinManager.com. And then we'll go over here to the Wasabi Wallet. And um, over here, here's the Wasabi version. Uh, Reclaim your privacy now. Wasabi is an open source, non-custodial privacy-focused Bitcoin wallet for desktop that implements trustless CoinJoin as well. Uh, Built-in CoinJoin's Tor integration, coin control features, free and open source. Um, your private Bitcoin wallet Wasabi creates trustless coinjoin transactions over the Tor anonymity network. The coinjoin coordinator cannot steal from nor breach the privacy of the participants. <laughs> Available for Mac, Windows, and Linux. Okay, well, cool, man. Um, yeah. So, but they, you know, don't have a very friendly uh, relationship. Those two. Um, they seem to be arguing. So, as here, here's an article from 2019. Um, and, uh, um uh, I was actually doing some studying, uh, of compass mining because I actually have an application open with this company. They're here in Austin, but, uh, um, I, and I was reading some of their articles and just what they talk about. And I like the stuff they talk about and they were talking about the divisiveness in the industry, you know, and you know, w- there's a lot of divisiveness in the crypto industry and. That's really how they they keep you down, this divide and conquer, you know, and they get people. I mean, what are we all in this for? We're all in this to be able to circumvent the current system that we're stuck in, to get around the systematic oppression. Uh, It doesn't matter, you know. Uh, what race or you know what skin color you are or anything like that this that they're they're trying to keep us all fighting with each other and then within the crypto world people are fighting with each other some people are too radical some people are not radical enough you know i've been you know i've interacted with some people in this crypto world here. And some of these people don't think that I'm radical enough, you know, like, I mean, man, I'm just trying to learn about all this stuff, you know, like, like I'm not out there to go, you know, be like the tall weed in the middle of the lawn and be the first person to get mowed over either, you know, like we all need to grow together. Um, so. Uh, let's see here. Uh, they say, unfortunately, much of the current dialogue around Bitcoin mirrors the protocol it interacts with in bits and pieces. <coughs> Companies building nodes will tell you to run a node. Wallet builders shout, not your keys, not your coins. And miners talk about non-KY sats. For each is in it for themselves and consequently fight their battles alone. And that leads to fragmentation and isolation. Um so, yeah, down here, Wasabi Wallet, a means for breaking ownership links between Bitcoin holders and their identity, shot itself in the foot last week by announcing a preemptive policy to block certain transactions uh, from interacting with Bitco- with the protocol. So they're blocking certain UTXO um, uh, transactions and addresses or whatever from interacting with the protocol. They're censoring, basically. And they say, in quotes, we're trying to protect the company and pro- in the project by minimizing the amount of these hackers and scammers. You Using the coordinator and getting us in trouble, Wasabi developer Rafi explained in a tweet, "This should be in the rights of our company to do, but believe me, none of us are happy about it." And of course, it's their right as a private company to you know to to implement this type of stuff, you know. But uh, the privacy-focused Bitcoiners cried foul. How could a company building around non-state money fall money to statist head fakes? And I, you know, have to agree with the privacy-focused Bitcoiners on this. Doesn't mean I don't like the Wasabi wallet. Uh, it's just, you know, everybody has their own version and their own their own idea of risk. And as I talked about about Celsius Network, you know, it was fun while the party lasted, you know, just like a skateboard DIY structure. You know, <laughs> you have it in place for a little while and, uh, you know, you build it up underneath the bridge or in a ditch or something like that. And, uh, it's really fun while it lasts. And there's some amazing craftsmanship and concrete work and, you know, construction work done by some amazing people that will, you'll never know their name. And, uh, and people skate it, and they love it for a while, and then the city catches wind of it, and it has to get torn down. But you love it while it lasts. And that to me, is kind of like how a lot of these development projects in the crypto space are. You know, there's something created good. I used Celsius for the time being, you know, to buy my car and to to do some, you know, it's some to have some fun in the market. And then I paid it back, and now... It's being regulated, you know, and it's no fun. It's not fun anymore, you know, and I can't even use it anymore as an unaccredited investor. But you know, that's kind of how a lot of things are in this world. Um, yeah. But anyway, back to Wasabi Wallet and back to this article. Um, I don't know how I got on that tangent. So the Bitcoin privacy wallet, Samurai, announced last Thursday that its primary competitor, Wasabi Wallet, is the target of an ongoing network attack. The blog post is the latest in a string of allegations Samurai has leveled against Wasabi since mid-July. The attack, according to Samurai Wallet, resembles a Sybil attack where a number of users falsifies new identities and pretends to be much larger in number. That would mean that the anonymity set or crowd in which a user can hide their Bitcoin transaction is actually not as large as Wasabi suggests. As the Wasabi team described it, the goal of mi- the Wasabi mixing technique is to hide your unspent transaction outputs in a sufficiently large crowd, um, Samurai wrote. So that means if, uh, so. The current target anonymity set back in 2019 was 100 peers. That means if 20 of those peers are actually just one user, and the identity of that user is uncovered, privacy levels for all other users in the same mixing pool are reduced. With bad user privacy, the crowd gets smaller. And uh, if you are one of those other transactions that have not been de-anonymized by an attacker, then your anonymity anonymity set is no longer 100. And if it was 20, then it's now 80. So yeah, um, not as advertised. <laughs> so anyway, so it. G- is go down to here. So, lead developers, um, TDevD Samurai and NoPara73 with Wasabi worked together on building an implementation of long-standing privacy tech coin drain called Zero Link. So, the the, the, the lead devs for both Samurai and Wasabi used to work together on a project called Z- Zero Link, and they just had a different, they, they, they say in quotes, We just had a difference in implementation desire. Um, so we split, we forked the project and just implemented it the way we wanted to implement it. <laughs> yeah. And then later on down here, we see in quotes, F.U., Fiskler wrote in a Medium post, how can you take a stupid design decision you made and act like it'd be a significant advantage over another project that clearly has its basics right? So, yeah, it's not as uh, you know fun and nice of a little uh, you know, division. as And so that's, that's what's happening is, is we're being divided uh, over... You know, things that should not really matter all that much you know where the the tail is wagging the dog here and, and you know, we all just got to get along you know because the the reason we are all in this is because you know we are trying to find a way around the current system out as it is that's charging us out the butt and bank fees you know that's you know that's not allowing us to, that things were too stupid to invest uh, unless we have a, a $200,000 in our bank account and a million dollars in assets, you know, like, this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we're not allowed to make money and they don't like it, you know, and I have a whole episode that I want to do tomorrow or sometime this weekend where I want to talk about the whole idea, the fact that the tulip phenomenon, you know, the whole, the tulip bubble never existed And that that was all just propaganda too. And I want to go a lot deeper on that. And I don't have time to today. Um, But uh, yeah. So anyway, I got to get to work. Um, I wanted to talk about some of this stuff and get it started, to get the conversation started. I wanted to talk about Celsius. I wanted to talk about Wasabi and Samurai and those wallets and CoinJoin. And I did. Um, And tomorrow or next time I come on, um, I want to talk more about this whole... Tulip idea and the fact that you know the 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 established wealth does not want you making money. And they will regulate and use their pen to find a way to make sure you don't make money, you know, and they will spread propaganda and FUD and lies about you to make sure you don't make money and that you can't sit at the same table with them. All right. Um, all right. Well, I will talk to you guys next time. I got to get my butt to work. So let me go over here to this other screen and get the outro going. And um, yeah, you guys have a good day on my Friday today. Bye. And have a good Friday, by the way. even it, it is good Friday, but have a good Friday too. Bye. Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give a thumbs up. And if you want to hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitChute, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version. Spotify specifically. If you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I'm also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1. That's E-U-R-E-K-A John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. Thanks again.